0: You're listening to Save Yourself. Conversations, ideas, and strategic thinking with the four founders of Unlimit Wealth. Join us for discussions, debates, and strategies that have brought them and their clients financial freedom and how you too can break free from traditional boundaries to unlimit your wealth.
1: Welcome everybody to Save Yourself Podcast brought to you by Unlimit
0: Wealth. What up, John? Let's do this. Let's do it. So let's let's talk about we're on episode eight, and so a lot of people might be wondering, you know, what now, yeah. if, if they've gotten to here. So what what would you what would you say? What's the first part of what now?
1: Educate yourself, which is why we're doing this, mm. and we're going to continue to put out more content, more education. This is going to go way deeper than infinite banking, but you know, it's all it's like a home. You got to build your foundation. You got to build a good foundation, and love and a good quality education is
0: right where you start. And so um, uncommon people have to do uncommon things, right? That's right. And people people are averse to educating themselves, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times people just want to be told what to do. Right. Well, if you've gotten to this point, if you're eight episodes in, if you started episode one, you're not one of those people. Correct. You're uncommon enough to take it upon yourself to do some learning, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. And so I would say continue to educate yourself. You can go to our website, com. There's going to be resources there that you can read, uh, link to, continue to educate yourself. So w- once the education part is done, how would people know it's the right time? Like yeah. what, what would be kind of a trigger in their, in their personal life where they would say, hey, this might be something I should explore? Sure. And just to add on to a- another way to
1: educate yourself, you know, some people are more visual learners and mm-hmm. than auditory. I know I am. And so there'll be some videos there Absolutely. for people who just that's the, that's for them. So that that should be helpful. But how do you know that you're ready or that the ti- that that it's a good fit for you or it's good timing? Well, there's a, there's there's several ways. Number one, somebody has a lump sum of money that is just underperforming. They're mm-hmm. just tired of you know chasing the next CD rate or, or just tired of, of 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 that money only performing one job. Yeah. And if you've listened hopefully now now you understand that you can get your money to, to perform multiple jobs for you mm-hmm. by using other mm-hmm. people's money absolutely you know a high income earner who has
0: consistent excess monthly cash flow is a candidate what about the person that is your real estate investor entrepreneur business owner that their bread is buttered in those worlds mm-hmm. right That's how they multiply their dollars the fastest is in those things that they know and understand. Sure. What if they're looking for ways just to enhance those? In other words, from you know doing all the same things, just maybe the, the, the capital flows just a little bit different to get to the end result. Great point, which is
1: we're not gonna if somebody if what someone's doing is working really well for them, we're not going to mess with it. We're just adding one more step so that money can run through a system that they own and control so those dollars can compound for them for the rest of their life. All right. So they can still do, you know, this isn't do this or do that. This is, you know, do what you're doing just and add this extra step. Yeah. Other situations, you can have, a for real estate people, a lot of flippers in between a flip. Mm-hmm. That money comes back, deploy some of it into... Uh, An IB properly structured dividend paying participating whole life policy, then turn right back around, borrow against it, do it again, do it again, do it again, repeat. Yeah, that's one way. Somebody gets an inheritance. Mm. People are moving all the time. Someone sells their house and maybe doesn't. You know, I mean, have I know people who like straight up selling their homes in the U.S. and moving abroad.
0: Yeah. Well, really, anybody with excess cash, whether that's on a monthly cash flow basis or just extra, right? right. And so it, it's really a mindset shift. I noticed even in myself, you know, my my, my first policy is dated 2010. Mm-hmm. So I'm about to have contract anniversary number 14, uh, actually next month in July. So that's pretty exciting. That's cool. I get to make another deposit, which uh, always makes me excited at this point because dollars are multiplying. Mm-hmm. But my only regrets is that I didn't do it sooner sure. and it doesn't have more zeros, Right. But my mindset shift was early on in my journey with Infinite Banking. I always thought about uh, my bank account as what's kind of the minimum I need in there. What's Mm -hmm. the minimum I need at the bank proper down the road? Sure. Well, now I look at it more as I have a maximum. I don't ever want my bank account, my checking account, money market account to exceed a certain number. I want all the rest of my excess capital to be in my one of my five infinite banking policies sure. because it's more efficient. And so if you're a person where you feel like that your bank accounts creep up over time to levels that you know make you uncomfortable, not efficient because there's too much excess there not doing a proper job or growing your wealth, then you could be a candidate also. Sure. I mean
1: and, and uh, we have a lot of business owners that will Pay their estimated quarterly taxes with it, new revenue comes in, make the loan repayments, rents and repeat, why would you do that? Instead of, you know, taking a dollar and sending it straight to uh, Uncle Sam or your, your local state. Well, when we do that, those dollars will never earn for us. Mm-hmm. But if we can if we have consistent revenue, consistent net profit, then take some capital, deploy it here, borrow against it. Pay your taxes. New revenue comes in, and that way, all that money that you're, we're paying in taxes, you can you can be compounding on
0: that. Mm. Compounding eighth one of the world. We've someone, Yeah, someone. I mean, I,
1: I know a really fun one that that you worked on is uh, someone's getting ready to sell. They want to. They're building. There's a great book called Built to Sell. It's about how to get your business to a spot to where you can sell it for the most multiple possible. Right. Right. So can you quick another situation? So you had a guy who he was going to
0: sell and he knew he was going to sell his business in like seven years? Yeah, he was six or seven years out from what he thought was an impending sale of his business. So he tried to run his business cash flow uh, as efficiently and and to the highest level possible through policies that he owned and controlled personally personally. Well then he became the line of credit mm-hmm. for the business. so loan the capital back to those business to his business. actually he had more than one because uh, over time he created a leasing company that business primary business was doing business with mm-hmm. but client individual was source of capital for all that. Well the beauty of that is when he got ready to sell, there were loans on the books or the business back to him. Well that was able to come off the top before any taxes were paid. And he filled all of his buckets back up, got an additional chunk from sale of the business, had his banking policies full, and did it all with cash flow that was going to move anyway. He was just creative in how the character of the play were, were arranged. That's awesome because essentially
1: what he did was instead of it's like, oh, well, I'm going to sell the business and then I'm going to start this. No, he got seven years where as soon as he sold the business, those policies were, I mean, getting ready to take off.
0: Yeah. Well, you you know, and and people miss the fact it it, it doesn't matter what account. No matter if we're talking about infinite banking or whatever, you're talking about an account that's earning consistently, that never loses, but's always earning, always compounding interest. When you delay starting, you're not giving up the earnings in the beginning. You're giving up the earnings in the end, Mm. which are the biggest earnings you'll ever have. A lot. Right. So For, for sure, another situation. Another, if
1: say you're a business owner closely held business or whatever and you've got you have some key people that you know if if you don't really um, I don't really love the term golden handcuffs but you know you want to incentivize them to stay around uh, there's we, we do some fun stuff there too yeah. Yeah. and uh, you have large inventory levels let's say you buy a ton of trucks and so we have a bunch of business owners that I mean, the amount of equipment, millions of dollars in equipment mm-hmm. that they're just like, I want to take that over. Yep. I'm tired of keeping up with, you know, 70 trucks and, you know, all these amortizations. I mean, it just gets, you know, apart from loss of control and higher higher cost to borrow, it just, you know, you get, get your trucks or get your
0: equipment and have that money working for you, too. Yeah. Well, that's what we love to ask our, our business owner clients initially upon engaging them. How far apart is are these two numbers, your gross revenue and your net revenue? Like the, the net, what you get to keep in your pocket at the end of the year, mm-hmm. right? Well, we have some really creative strategies, and the whole goal is to move those two numbers closer together. For sure. Right. Move the net up closer to the gross, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you don't grow your business on a gross perspective, what if we can put more in your pocket? Well, it's same result, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So now that we've kind of laid out the education piece, who, who, who might be a good fit? Uh, if somebody thinks there is a, they are a good fit, John, what should they do? And what's that process look like?
1: They can go to unlimitedwealth.com reach out to us that way, and we'll schedule a free 30-minute session to kind of see if somebody,
0: if this can help them. And uh, if it's not the right time, we'll, 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 we'll let them know. Yeah. And, and just to even expand on that process further, we're going to get some personal information You know, once we get on the call. Try to see if there's a scenario that fits for whoever's, whoever uh, is interested in exploring this. If we think it's a possibility, you know, we are talking about storing money in life insurance. We got to make sure the life insurance company thinks you look as good on the inside as you do on the outside, right? And so we want to let them evaluate you there. That's pretty simple. About a 30-day process gets us actual numbers to work with. And then we put a plan together from there and uh, we're off to the races. What about people who might be thinking, "Man, I'm not healthy. I have health issues
1: or I might be too, you know, a, a little too old for this." Like what would you respond to this? like I love let's say somebody's like, "I love this concept or I I, I don't know yet, but I'm I'm interested in checking it out, but pff, you know, I've got some health issues or you know, I'm I, you know, this would have been great if I was younger, but you know, I'm I'm you know, 60, so right. uh, this this
0: couldn't work for me." Well, first thing I would say to that is I have clients that have started this in their mid 70s even on themselves. And for the perfect, for the right scenario, it was a fit. But let's say health-wise, it wouldn't work out. There's three characters at work in any life insurance contract. There's the owner, there's the insured, and there's a beneficiary. You can be two of those, but you can't be all three, right? You can't be the insured person and the beneficiary. Doesn't make a lot of sense, right? right? So the owner is the important person. Right. That's who controls, who who makes the deposits, controls the cash, can request the loans, makes any changes, the insurance company answers to the owner. They don't answer to the beneficiary. They don't answer to the insured. That's right. So in that case, you can own life insurance on anybody you have an insurable interest in. That can be spouse. Business partners. Business partners, children, grandchildren for legacy reasons. uh, Doing a lot of that right now. Oh, Uh, yeah. uh, So anyway, there are solves. If somebody is not insurable, either due to age or health, doesn't mean they can't participate. Well, thank you guys for tuning
1: in. We're going to sign off from Save Yourself Podcast, brought to you by Unlimit
0: Wealth. Adios. You've been listening to Save Yourself, conversations, ideas, and strategic thinking with the four founders of Unlimit Wealth. To learn more about Unlimit Wealth or to make a personal appointment, visit us online at UnlimitWealth.com.